Hi guys, welcome back to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I'm Melanie. I'm Nicole. Did I say it right? Yeah, you did. Yay. Good job. (laughs) Now, ever since I got it wrong that one time, I always second guess what it is. Yeah. (sighs) I think we, we wrote it the opposite way of how we say it. Maybe. I don't know. Something's throwing you off. I don't know. I do enjoy that you say we wrote it when you wrote it. I know. You did I it. Feel bad. No, you did such a good job. I think it's perfect. Thank you. I just make pretty pictures. Okay, so I have a new fear unlocked. Okay. Because, you know, like when someone's about to blow candles out of a cake and you like smash their face into the cake. Yeah. I Do you have a fear that someone's going to get their face smashed in and the candle is going to go into their eye? No. Oh, there I was that. There was... No, this this actually happened. There was a lady what? who got her like face shoved into mm-hmm. it, and they had toothpicks in the <gasps> in the cake to keep it up. And so she had toothpicks, like the big, thick skewer ones, stuck in her eye. I know I can't stop thinking about it. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's scary. So now I'm not gonna blow out my candles anywhere close to. The birthday cake. Oh, my God. Do they do that in your family? No. Good. But Jacob would totally do that yeah, to I'm, me. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a Mexican thing. So, like, we oh, shoved. Really? Yeah. Like, we got Marissa an ice cream cake. And I was like, sorry, it's going to be cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. So, my mom mm-hmm. said that ever since Jessica and Anna came into the house, she's been having good luck. Hold up. I didn't even, even tell remember. you. I didn't even tell you what happened when <gasps> I had the dolls. No, what happened? Something happened? Yeah. Okay. What? So they came on, I don't know what day. And I left on a Thursday. I left them outside and we went to dinner with the neighbors. Mm-hmm. And then we got back and I was like, Cody, we should go open this in the garage. And he was like, I'm really tired. Like, let's just do it a different day. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So I left it outside, was not bringing mm-hmm. it in my house. Then my mom comes on Fridays to watch Xander. And she like is like you got a package and brings it. I said put that outside. I don't want it in here. And she's like okay. <laughs> and then um, on our way because we um, went to the children. She went to the children's museum while I went into work, mm-hmm. so I dropped her off. And so I was like, I'm just gonna unwrap them and put them in the garage. So I opened them and I sat them like on the shelf that Cody has, mm-hmm. and left them. I read the note, whatever. So Cody went in there that day. He asked the girls permission to listen to music loudly in the oh, in the garage. Oh, that was nice of him. Yes, but um, our our punching bag wouldn't stop swinging. Yeah, he told me that. He said mm-hmm. that his punching bag was swinging, but he told me like right after it happened, and he said like I don't know if I bumped into this and didn't like process it or what. Right, but then he it said kept that. Swinging. But then the next day when we packaged them up to bring them to my mm-hmm. mom's, um, we like got the dolls i mean i wasn't near the punching bag mm-hmm. at all and then i looked back and it was swinging oh my god they haven't done any well so they're in the they living room to warm up they do well i've had them for a full week now <laughs> I know. but there's nothing in like my mom's living room is like a like a sitting room mm-hmm. so there's no electronics like there's like nothing that they could move like there's a piano a couch like a big bench oh, under god. the window like yeah i don't know what they would move but like i have um I, um, first I had them in the chair and then, and then I was like, oh, well, they probably want to look outside Mm because one of them really likes like sunshine and stuff. So I have them propped up on the couch looking outside. 
And then it was kind of cold, so I put a blanket around them. <laughs> Didn't you say they were cold? Yeah. I thought they felt cold, so I put a blanket around them. I I feel like they just look at you. I know. My mom said that she says hi to them. I, like, pat them on their heads. I, I did say, like, mm-hmm. hi, girls, bye, girls, yep. when I was, like, shutting the door, but. Yeah. I'm curious how old uh, Anna is, the younger one. One She's of them's a- in their 20s, and then the other one's 11. Oh, I didn't know they said her age. Yeah. Oh, they didn't say her death. Yes. Her cause of death. I don't have that memorized. Oh, and Jessica is the one with green eyes and the hair that's sticking straight up. And then Anna is 11 years old. Anna is, do you know what outfit she has on? Anna? Yeah. Glinda the Good Witch. <laughs> yeah. And she yeah. has her little wand. Yeah. They're so cute. They are very yeah. cute. I just say hi. I want them to do something. I do. I genuinely do. I want to talk to them and I want the lights to flicker. Like I want to buy a house and I want, (laughs) like I want a book to fall off the counter. Like I want it. Uh, I'm not in my house so I can say all of this right (laughs) now. But like sometimes Logan would be like, no, they're creepy. They're going to haunt us. I'm like, Logan, don't speak meanly about them. (laughs) Oh yeah. Cody was like, can we keep them? And I was like, absolutely not. And he was like, but I just like, I want to do some like investigating on them. I'm like, no. Go over to Melanie's. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a seance in my mom's house. Yeah, yes. at first. Well, the fun thing was they were sitting at the house for about two days, and my mom hadn't listened to the episode, and then she like comes like marching downstairs. She's like, Melanie! <laughs> These are haunted dolls! <laughs> yes. She just thought you brought home two dolls? Well, I, me and my sister have all of our dolls from when we were kids. So mm-hmm. she saw them sitting out and she was like, oh, did you get out like yours and Danielle's dolls for some reason? Like she thought I was giving them like Finley or something. Oh. And I was like, no, listen to the episode. <laughs> There's been a couple times like in these past couple weeks where she's either met me at the door mad at me or like come downstairs. Mad at me. I've been getting in trouble a lot. Has your niece and nephew played with them at all? No, they haven't been over since they were over. Oh. I don't think. Yeah, they haven't seen them yet. I'm curious. I know. Which, they are old enough that I would totally let them play with them because, like, they are porcelain, so they're breakable, but they're big kids now. Yeah. And the 11-year-old would like some company, I'm sure. I think so, too. Oh, except, so, I told my mom about it. or Well, she listened to the episode, and then we were kind of talking about it, so then I read her the descriptions, and when I got to the part where, um, like, some, like, the previous owner could hear children playing my mom goes I literally heard kids playing the other day and she said that she like so because we live in a condo community yeah no one has children there like my mom is the youngest person who lives there oh god and so she thought like one of the neighbors had like their grandkids over Mm -hmm. and she thought it was spring break and I was like I don't know I think that spring breaks are over (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. And then there's one night when... They're upstairs with your mom, aren't they? No, they're in the living room. So, like, because when you first walked in, walk into the condo, there's a living room, and then upstairs okay. is, like, her okay. bedroom and everything. Okay. Yeah. No, so they're there. But there's also one night where um, Logan was playing video games, and I was going to sleep, and all of a sudden my door burst open, and I thought it was Logan playing a drink, like, playing a joke on me. Mm-hmm. And, but then he never came in, so I called him, and I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he said, I'm in the basement. And I said, okay, but, like, my door just busted open. And he said, do you want me to come upstairs? 
And he oh, came upstairs, God. and my mom had left her, like, sliding door open, so oh. it was just the wind. But I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. I thought that Jessica and oh, Anna would God. be quieter than this. <laughs> I think they would be pretty nice, though. I think they would be, too. I think, like, because everything that she said that they do is just, like, moving things. Yeah. Like, it's nothing crazy. Like, I mean, as long as they don't, like, make my keys go missing or something. That's true. That's okay. Or well, wake me up the at one night. did die in a car accident, so. <sighs> yeah. I have to get to work. I live so far away. <laughs> That's true. I'm so far away from work. I don't want to Uber 40 <laughs> minutes to work because I can't find my keys. Oh, fun fact. Melanie's car died like every single time she came to visit, yeah. visit us at the apartment, right? It died, yeah, twice at the apartment for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time it was because it was like the first really cold night yeah. in forever. And I'd always parked my car in a garage. So mm-hmm. it died that night. And I don't remember why it died the second time. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know. But then it did die last summer and I had to buy a new, ba- or last school year and I had to buy a new battery for it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe your apartment was haunted. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Because Cody's haunted. So yeah. Wherever so we everything's go. haunted. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you ready for my story? Yes. It's titled BS. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it because when I was laying Xander down, I was typing up some more of mm-hmm. my story. This is, you will probably know it, um, but this is the story of Brandon Swanson. I'm glad you're finally doing this one. I I know. <laughs> what you do with your toes? I, I wiggle them when I'm excited. <laughs> I, didn't, I can't see them because like, of where my hand was. Yes, but it's just so crazy because there's no information about it, but this case just drives me insane this and bryce's pieces mm-hmm. which i think this one i don't think i've heard this one i think i've only heard bryce's this one drives me even crazier yeah than bryce's pieces because there's even less to go on oh, God. and it was in a shorter period of time wait pause did you hear about the guy who went missing and i was sitting yeah they found his body in the river. i know it's very sad it was sad because when we were driving home from brunch there mm-hmm. were, po- like, missing posters. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I know. That's terrible. Anyways. Okay, well, this one is also a sad <laughs> story. Sorry, everyone. <clears throat> okay. They're not listening for a happy time. <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> we're not a comedy. Kind of a comedy. I think we're funny. <laughs> I think we're funny. <laughs> Do you remember when we couldn't stop laughing? I think it was when we were doing... Um, it was when we were doing the OJ yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> we don't stay up late anymore. Oh, we're slap happy. <gasps> but this is not. Okay, so this is the story of Brandon Swanson. Brandon was born on January 30th, 18... 18- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he is an old man. Oh, no. He was born in 1989 in Marshall, Minnesota. And his parents were Brian and Annette Swanson. Um, In 2007, he graduated Marshall Senior High School. And then um, he, in that fall, he enrolled in a um, one-year wind turbine program at the local community college um, in Canby, Minnesota. Oh, that's super cool. Um, So... On May 13th, 2008, this was the end of his first year. So he got, I'm assuming he got his degree in wind turbines. And then he was going to transfer to um, a different community college Mm -hmm. and do something else like in a trade. 
Um, yeah. So on May 13th, 2008, he went to two parties to celebrate with his friends. The first party that he went to was in Lind, Minnesota, which was seven miles away from his home in Marshall. Um, friends said that he, like, drank at least one drink, but no one said uh-huh. that he was super drunk. Um, and then he left that party to attend another party, which was about 40 minutes away from Lind, from where the first party was, to yeah. Canby. Um, at this party, they said that they saw him take at least one shot of whiskey, but they don't know the other drinks. But no one was concerned with him driving when he said that he was going home. Um, so about midnight was the time that he was going home. Um, this is the area that he grew up in, so he knew the directions to get back home to Marshall. Mm-hmm. But instead of taking the busier interstate home, he took back like country roads mm-hmm. and gravel roads. And no one knows exactly why he would take the longer way home, but it's speculated that he was 19 and he'd been drinking. So he wanted to stay off of the busier roads oh, in case yeah. there were cops. Yeah. Um, so. He went to go take a turn on one of these gravel roads and misjudged it and accidentally, he didn't crash, but he like yeah. slid into a ditch. Mm-hmm. Um, He said that he wasn't injured at all. There was no damage to his car, but the way that his car was positioned, he couldn't get out. Okay. Um. So he called his parents at 145 in the morning and asked them to come pick him up. And he told them that he was... Midway between Lind and Marshall, about a 30-minute drive from his home. And he said that he was near a golf course. So his parents jumped into their pickup truck and went to go find him. When they got to where they thought he was, they couldn't see him because these are backcountry roads. Mm-hmm. There's no streetlights. Right. Super, super dark. Um, so his this parents... This in 2008, right? 2008, yes. Okay. Um, He's using a... Uh, that's what I was asking. Motorola, Motorola Silver. I think okay. this is phone. Um, yeah, so he's just chilling for 30 minutes. Not even an iPhone that he, he can, can probably like, play, play games like, on. He plays Snake. It? Free Cell. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's what he was doing. Um, so his parents are in the pickup truck, and he's in his car in the ditch. And they say, okay, we can't see each other. Let's flash our headlights. So his parents are flashing their headlights and they say that they can hear him in his car flashing his headlights, but they cannot find each other. They're driving up and down exactly where he says that he is and they cannot find him anywhere. And it actually gets to the point where he says, like, can't you see me? Don't you see me? And he gets like, he's a 19 year old kid. So then he actually gets frustrated, like it just hangs up on his mom. Oh God. <sighs> um, But his mom calls him back and apologizes. And so he... Brandon says, okay, I'm just going to walk back. I'm just going to start walking home. Okay. Um, And so then his dad turned around and went to go drop off his mom. Mm-hmm. And then dropped, like, drove the 30 minutes to drop her off and then drove back to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he calls and is on the phone with his dad and he says that he can see um, lights in the distance, which he thinks is the town of Lind. And he tells his dad to meet him in the parking lot of a nightclub. Nice. Quote, unquote, a nightclub. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he says that he is going to cut through a field to get there. Okay. 
So he is walking for 47 minutes while talking to his dad, describing his surroundings. He's no longer on the gravel road. He mm-hmm. is walking through, a, well, what he first thought was um, the golf course. Mm-hmm. But he said it was like really rough terrain and he kept having to climb over fences. So is he just like not where he thought he was? Yes, he com- he is not where he thought he was, oh, unfortunately. So 47 minutes into the call, Brandon suddenly says, oh shit, and then there's silence. Oh good. And then a lot of reports... People say that he says, oh, shit, and the phone went dead, like the call dropped. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. He said, oh, shit, and then there was silence. Okay. And his dad is still on the call with him, and he keeps trying to, like, call out to him, and he's not saying anything. So then his dad hangs up and then tries to call him back over and over again, and his parents are thinking, okay, if, like, he fell or something and dropped his phone, then let's keep calling him so that his phone can light up and he Mm -hmm. can go back and find it and call them. But he never answers his phone. Oh, God. So his parents um, get a hold of some of the friends that he was with, and they search all night driving down back roads Mm -hmm. from their house to where the parties were at, and they cannot find him anywhere. Um, So Brian and Annette report him missing at 6.30 the next morning. He called them at 1.45. So they were trying to find him from 1.45 to 6.30. Um, But the police did not take their concerns seriously, Uh, saying that it wasn't unusual for a young man his age to stay out all night. They told him to just be patient and wait for him to get home on his own. But, but he was, he was asking for them to pick him up. Yeah. Um, and one officer apparently even said it's his right to be missing. Oh. (laughs) Because he is 19 and he is an adult, but they're on the phone with him trying to find him. Yeah. It's not like he was at a party and just didn't come home. Right. Like, he, he wanted was, to be found by his parents. He was the one that called them, right? Yes. It's he not was like... the one who couldn't get out of the ditch, called his parents, and was like, hey, can you come get me? Mm-hmm. I can't get out of this ditch. Yeah. So, Love when... It. Love when cops do that. I know. So, police obtained his cell phone records um, from the night that he disappeared, and they found that he was actually near Porter, which is roughly 25 miles away from where his parents where he told his parents he was, where he thought oh, that wow. he was. Um, and then shortly after, they found his car located in a ditch near um, Taunton, Minnesota. Yeah. So he was nowhere right. where he said that he was. Um, local county sheriff Eric Whalen said that Brandon's phone was working well into the next day and that officers continued to try calling it to get his voicemail. So it wasn't turned off. It was ringing and ringing and ringing until it went to voicemail. Oh, okay. Um, and Sheriff Eric Whalen says, we were able to use the cell phone tower technology to have an idea of where his last communications or cell phone calls came from. So that put us on a cell tower up in that area. So then the search was focused there and the car was located, but the keys were not found and his cell phone was never found. Okay. Just nothing was found. 
Um, the sheriff said the vehicle simply looked like it was stuck in the dish ditch or partially in the ditch. There was nothing odd about it. If a person passed by, they would have thought that it had just parked there or broken down or got stuck because there's no damage to the outside. There's right. no evidence of foul play. There's no blood on the inside from him, like hitting his head on the steering wheel or anything. Um, once they did finally begin the search, once they took it a little bit more seriously, mm. it was really extensive. There were hundreds of volunteers. There were 45 trained search dogs with 30, 45 search dogs and 35 handlers. And um, air surveillance. There were helicopters that were even trying to search for him. Um, they, the search operations covered the land around and in the river, which was called the Yellow Medicine River, which was nearby. Uh-huh. Um, and some of the search and rescue officers thought that he could have fallen into the current and drowned. Okay. So they're looking along the river to try to see where his body would wash up. Um, search dogs did pick up his, his scent on a trail near the river and they followed it into the water and then over to the other side, mm-hmm. which indicated that he may have been in the water, but then gotten out on the other side of the river. Right. Which is so crazy for me because whenever I picture a river, I picture the Mississippi because that's <laughs> what I grew up by. And then I have to remind myself that not every river is that gigantic. Um, and so the dogs continued on the north side along the riverbank toward the Yellow Medicine County line where his trail suddenly ends. They couldn't get anything off of that. The search dogs did pick up scent of human remains a few time near Mud Creek north of Porter. Um, However, they didn't find remains or anything there. Okay. Yes. Um, There was also another team of dogs that picked up Brandon's scent on a piece of farm equipment nearby, which could have been on a path that he had been walking on. But the farmer whose farm equipment it was refused to let authorities search his property. Yes. Uh, And there there were other farmers nearby that did let authorities search their property. But this farmer did not. That's weird. Yes. Um, so in, oh, so he has never been found. His clothing has never been found. His keys have never been found. His cell phone has never been found. Um, Sheriff Whalen stated in 2023 that tips are still coming in. And within the last year, he said that the Sheriff's Office and Bureau of Criminal Apprehension have received new information pertaining to the night that he went missing and the events leading up to the disappearance. And this did include a third hand claim. So third hand claim. <laughs> So a friend of a friend Uh said that Brandon got into an argument with someone around the time that he was last seen. Okay. Is that the second party that he went to? Friend of a friend said that he got into an argument with someone. Uh, But none of the tips have gotten them anywhere. Um, Waylon said, it seems that every tip we receive, we investigate and we run into a dead end. It was either false or the information wasn't accurate. They all seem to run into a dead end. Oh, my God. So, that was in 2008, as of 2023, besides his car, not one single piece of physical evidence has ever been found, even though he was on the phone with his parents. 
Okay, did they investigate the farmer? It doesn't, I don't think that they had probable cause to. Or if they did, like, nothing was found. Question him? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that they did question him. But I do have, there are some theories about what could have happened. Okay. So, one thing to note is that he had a childhood injury and he was legally blind in his left eye. So he was almost all the way blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had depth perception issues. So he right. wore glasses for this. But he had left his glasses in his car. Oh. Yeah. So he couldn't see where he was going? Yeah. That still doesn't make sense, though, with flashing your headlights I know. I know. Well, I mean, his parents were 25 miles away from him. Right. But, I mean, but he's on the phone with them and says, oh, shit, and disappears. Um, Some people think that he walked onto a farmer's land and the farmer saw him and thought that he was up to no good. um, And he was shot for trespassing, which apparently... Uh, is legal in America because of the castle doctrine, which is kind of like stand your ground. It's like stand your ground for Minnesota. Yeah. Um, And so there was like such a huge surge that the farmer just covered his tracks instead of like claiming that he felt threatened. They think that he just hit his body. But, okay, no one's perfect. How does everything not? Like, you can't find anything? What do you mean you can't find anything? They can't find any, like, they can't find any evidence. No. Like, there's no way that. I know, there's this nothing. This farmer can be, like, that good at hiding things. I don't, I don't know. He could have fed them to the pigs. pigs. Or some people say. Pigs well, don't eat teeth. Ooh, do they not? Um. So another theory is that um, it was. A low of like 31 degrees that night. And so people think, because he probably went into the water and then got back out. So people think he said, oh shit, and fell or something. Maybe knocked himself out and then died of hypothermia. But he was in a field and then was run over by a tractor and was like mixed into the field. um, Because that has happened with like deer and things like that. And there's no like. But, and that's the thing, though, is, like, there is, like, a mess from it. So, I don't know if the farmer thought he was alive and he hit him and killed him and so then covered his tracks or somehow it wasn't seen and the farmer doesn't know. That's one theory of where his body could be. Um, Another theory is that he fell into a well. Um... (laughs) He said, oh, shit, as he was, as he, like, yeah, well, it said, like, oh, shit, and then maybe dropped, like, said, oh, shit, as he was dropping his phone, and then he fell. Okay. Um, And then other people think that maybe he fell into the creek and then washed ashore, and then um, wildlife could have eaten him, which is what happened to Brian Laundrie after he killed his girlfriend in Florida. Mm -hmm. But they did find his remains. But, I mean... Like, there's nothing. There's right. no There's no ripped up clothes. There's no teeth. There's nothing. That's weird. Isn't... Yeah, there's absolutely nothing. I don't nothing, like nothing, nothing, just, nothing. like, just disappear. Just It's so scary. Um, so, some... It's horrible, but 
uh, his parents were able to get Brandon's law passed Mm -hmm. um, because of their encounter when they first reported his son missing. Um, So now they changed um, the law where it doesn't have to be – it used to be a rule that it was a missing child had to be investigated within 24 hours. They actually got the law um, in some states to be changed to you have to investigate a missing person. Good. So – that did As come you of it. should. That, yes, that was signed into law on May 7th, 2009, and then went into effect on July 1st of that same year. So that is really wow, good. And that there, was quick. I know. And there are some reports in Minnesota that people, that adults were able to be found and they, because of this law, because oh, it awesome. required police to start investigating their disappearance right, right away. Um, yeah, but that is the entire story of. Brandon Swanson, there's no other information. That's it just terrifying. drives me so insane because they were on the phone. They were on the phone with him. Right. And then he disappeared. Just said, oh shit. And then it was a quiet, like it was, they just heard silence. They didn't hear, didn't hear him stumbling. They didn't hear like a splash in the water. There's nothing. Oh, that's I weird. know. I'm trying to think of like why you would be silent um another thing because I, I was kind of like perusing reddit mm-hmm. someone on reddit said <clears throat> kind of going along with the farmer shooting him but he said oh shit because he like saw someone or something and so he was purposefully being quiet okay and then people were saying well maybe his like when his parents called him back it's a 2008 phone it's not on vibrate so maybe he was trying oh. to be quiet his parents called him back and the sound of his phone alerted whatever, whoever of where he was. Right. That's just one theory. But I have no idea. I still feel like someone's, someone somewhere, something has to be. He was walking for 40 whatever minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that someone had something to do with it. Because if he would have yeah. fallen, because they had so many search dogs that had his scent. I think if he would have fallen into a well or something, his right. scent would have taken them to a well. Right. That's terrifying. Yeah. I know. It's really scary. I can't imagine being on the other end of that call. I know. Just, I mean, and calling him back over and over and over. This is why you share your location. Exactly. I one know. one or two people. I tell, I have Marissa's location still <laughs> for no reason. <sighs> but, like, I know people talk about, like, they don't know where, like, their husband is or something. Like, why don't you have your location shared with each other? Like, I don't have... Like, me and Logan don't have our location shared with each other because I'm, like, looking at where he is. But, like, I just drove an hour to Iowa City. If I got into an accident or something and he didn't hear from me, he could just look at my location. Well, he did that when you were almost to (gasps) McCall. When I, oh, yes, he did. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, Logan was wondering one day when I was driving from Iowa City to, um, I was trying to go to Geneseo. And I still wasn't there yet. And he said, why are you still driving? And I said, it takes a while to get there. And then he called me. And he was like, you're not by Genesee. You're by Galesburg. Oh. So he did save me. And then I also, I drove from Champaign when I was trying to go to the Quad Cities. And so driving from Champaign to the Quad Cities, I drove from Champaign to Chicago. <laughs> and then another time when we were in Kentucky, I took us to mm-hmm. Savoy, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I'm, And then another time... <laughs> I took us to Bloomington instead of Peoria. Okay, so you're so not I have to, to have yeah. So I have to have my location shared with people because I will yes. go 
I'll go anywhere besides where I'm supposed to go. So now I've like, whenever I'm giving him, like him or anyone else directions, I close out of my directions multiple times to make sure that I'm going to the correct address. Yeah. Because I'm really scared now. That's terrifying. I know. It's all me though. It's me. Whenever I get lost, it's because I look at like an exit sign. I look mm-hmm. at like a miles two sign. I'm like, oh yeah, I know where I'm at. And then I turn off my directions mm-hmm. and then I don't go where I need to go. But I mean, and so it's called, oh my goodness, I have to find it. Um, There is a, like an actual word for where, for what, when he thought like he was where he thought he was. It's called like familiarity something. It's called something where he was so... He was so adamant about his location, right? That so, like, he was so adamant about where he thought that he was that he didn't notice the discrepancies about his surroundings. Okay, I can't remember what it was, but he just was so like, like, if he had like kind of been like oh wait where am I at then he could have like started to orient himself a little bit more but because he was so convinced that he he was was... where he said he was like right outside of Lind that like I mean he thought that he said that he was walking through a golf course and he was obviously on farmland right but he was just so convinced that he was where he said he was that he didn't like think twice about it yeah I didn't have my location shared with anyone and then Cody doesn't text and mm-hmm. so he like left his phone in the car when he went into a store and mm-hmm. so I was calling him and he wasn't answering and then like I was like okay I should have heard from him by now and then I started calling him like crazy oh my and gosh then, and I had just gotten Xander down for a nap mm-hmm. and I was like if you do not pick up a phone and call <laughs> me within 10 minutes I'm getting Xander and I'm going to look for you mm-hmm. and then like right after I got Xander up he called me and he was like, I'm so sorry. I oh, jeez. In the car. Good job. But even like, um, my familiarity step- displacement. Mm, that's crazy. Is that what it's called? Cody probably has that too because he never uses his GPS. And so he'll be like, I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And then he does it. Freaking lost. Oh, my gosh. And he doesn't realize he's lost. So I'm like, where are you going? And he's like, I actually don't know. I'm like, okay. That's that's also pride. I know where I'm going. Oh, I know. It's the effect that leads your brain to believe that you are somewhere that you've been before due to seemingly familiar surroundings, even though you are somewhere completely different. Right. Yeah. That's so scary. And then I also just like keep thinking about how dark it was, too, right. because he's driving on country roads with no streetlights, and he, and he has an old motorola phone they don't have Mm -hmm. flashlights right and so he all he can see is in the distance he can see lights so he's walking through the complete darkness towards city lights right but nothing around him is illuminated but we don't even know if it was city lights right no it was city lights it was just a completely different city that he was walking towards i'll put maps yeah on our social medias yeah i'm a visual learner yes (laughs) I should have I should have had them ready for you. Yeah. Like I did with the Christmas cryptids. But yeah, I my guess is that someone had something to do with it because yes. there was no evidence found. Yeah. There's nothing that's been revealed by the elements this many years later. Right. I just don't understand like he he must have just happened upon something he shouldn't have seen mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Cuz it's not like 
just a kid walking around is gonna I don't know I I don't think I don't know but there were two girls that were just shot because they got into the wrong car there was a boy that just got shot because he knocked on the wrong door there was a girl who got shot because she just went to go turn around in someone's driveway this all happened like within the last week so I totally believe that there's like a trigger happy lead poisoned boomer out there (laughs) that did it do you know that lead poisoning gets worse um, with age no yeah so all the boomers lead poisoning brains are getting even worse and all their anger issues are coming out worse i believe it me too i mean like they did not give two shits about anything that they ingested back then Mm -mm. (sighs) yeah so i think that i think some i don't know if it was like one of the farmers or some or what but yeah someone definitely had something to do with it i think someone yeah, definitely did something. Yeah. It's sad, but I'm really happy that his parents were able to get Brandon's law and yeah. get that changed. I know that's helped a lot of adults since that happened. I hate when police like just don't take it. it seriously. Yeah. Well, like, and you don't know them too, right? Like, like that would be like, like if I okay, I go to bed at eight thirty every night. If Logan <laughs> called the police and it was eleven o'clock at night and he said my girlfriend hasn't come home. And then so that I was 26 and they tried to say like, well, she's 26. She's out. No, she's not. <laughs> Melanie right. would be at home in bed by now. You don't know her. She's probably <laughs> stuck probably in the bathroom dead. sleeping. Yeah, that too. <laughs> or have crashed. Or, or I'm driving around somewhere random because I don't know where I am. That's true. And the only time that I, when I get lost driving, I only, I don't even notice that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I, when we were driving to Tennessee on accident, mm-hmm. we saw signs that said, like, Nashville in 20 miles. And then I drove to Chicago, and I saw signs that said, like, this exit for the northern suburbs and this exit for the Melanie. southern ones. I know. And then, like, a month ago, Logan had to call me and be like, hey, you're not in Geneseo. You are in Galesburg. Well, and that time. I'm glad you didn't go missing. Me too. And that day, was, I was really, really <laughs> hot, and I'd run out of water, and I was hungry, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like a sweaty, thirsty oh. traveler when I did finally get into Geneseo. That's horrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I know. So at least they got that changed. But it's just so horrible because I also did the case for the Amber Alert. Like it's just awful that like in order, like sometimes in order to make real change, like something bad has happened to yeah. someone. And then people listen. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So let us know. What you guys think. Yes. All right. You can follow us on our social media and look at those maps that I'll post. Um, We're on Facebook at Aesthetically Displeasing, on Instagram at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod, and you can email us at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.